Hi everyone, the Complex PTSD guy here. I want to do a podcast today about medication and other ways of coping with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and inability to focus. Particularly, I got the idea from this from watching a show about ADD and ADHD. I'll start out by saying that I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I am just a person living with complex PTSD as well. In the past, I've been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, and in the past, I've had frequent suicidal ideations. I normally don't phrase my intro that way, but I thought I should for this podcast so listeners know that I am not just guessing at what I'm saying here. I'm really giving my own opinions and ideas from my own real-life experiences, struggling with these things for over 20 years. This episode is a little longer, just as a heads up. Before I begin, I want to say in reference to my last podcast, I was talking with someone from our group who went out a few weeks ago when we did the haunted tour in Alton, Illinois, and I asked her if anything that I said that night might have seemed rude, and she didn't even remember what I was referencing to. So you see, I tend to judge myself too harshly or be too hard on myself because this other person didn't even remember what I had said. Most of it, I think, comes from the whole incompetence feeling that I've talked about in the past because I didn't know what others were thinking in relation to what I said. So that is where the whole beat myself mentality comes from. And as I've said numerous times, that all goes, in my opinion, it all goes back to growing up as a youth with complex PTSD and the incompetence feeling factor from somewhat impaired cognitive function. Also, the bar we went to that I said I love so much, Fast Eddie's, I thought the bar, I was guessing, was 30 or 40 years old. I was surprised to find out it was founded in 1921, and so this year is their 100-year anniversary. So no wonder it's so popular, it's a local tradition. Anyways, back to today's topic. The reason I'm talking about medication today, and I normally do not, because I am not a doctor, but since I have been on numerous meds over the years, which I no no longer am on any meds, but since I have been on so many over the years, I feel I can share my experiences with medication and what actually does and does not work for me. And maybe it will or won't work for you. I was watching a show this week and there was a person talking about how someone's grade school kid might have ADD and they were tested and it looks like they do have ADD. This kid is like, around nine years old. I am no expert when it comes to kids and ADD. I personally think that I myself, because I was an extremely, extremely overly hyper child, and I used to get into a lot of trouble in my grade school years, particularly fourth through sixth grade, I think I probably would have been labeled with ADHD as a youth, but I never saw a doctor, so it never happened. I had all the signs of this growing up, but was never medicated. I will say I have recently been reading about ADHD and ADD, and I definitely think I fit the bill for a child with that. My personal opinion is, had I been diagnosed and prescribed something for ADHD as a youth, would that have helped in this matter? Possibly. Could I have had side effects? Maybe. Would I have been able to learn better in my youth? Possibly. As a young adult, did my diagnosis as a severely depressed young man help me? Yes, the diagnosis helped because it was being acknowledged that something was wrong. 
was the approach of medicating me off and on from the age of 21 when I had my first breakdown to the about the age of 35 was medicating helpful in my opinion that's a big no so I'm coming from the view of an adult who began medications in my early 20s the meds I was prescribed off and on over the years there are three main medications that stand out to me the first one I ever was given was called Depakote, which is Valproate. This I was given straight out of my stint in a mental facility, which I was in for a few weeks in the fall of 2003 when I was 21 years old. And I was in a facility because I had told someone I was suicidal. This Depakote pill had big side effects, primarily extreme fogginess of the mind and major sleepiness where I even passed out at a friend's house in the middle of the day. I believe I only took one or two prescriptions of this because it had such bad effects. Maybe it's worked for other people, it didn't work for me. The next I was prescribed a few years later was called Welbutrin, or Bupropion for depression. This one gave me shaky hands and constipation. Did it help me with my depression? I personally don't think it did. Maybe it's helped with other people. It didn't work for me. I will say in relation to both of these situations I was in during this time, if I had been around less toxic people and had been given proper life skills to help me cope, I personally believe I would have been much better off. I was just never given those. I was just given pills. In my opinion, it takes the right teacher to teach you those life skills. A few years later, around 2005, I took a class in college. I've mentioned this class before. It was called College Success Skills, and it was basically a class that taught you how to learn differently and read and take notes differently. In high school, I had been a C- or D average student, and I had a few Fs along the way. I just didn't get high school, and I didn't care. I had a really bad GPA when I graduated, and I was just basically lost in high school. If I had had a class like college success skills at some point in my high school years, I really believe I would have done much better in school. And if I had been given life skills, I would have done much better too. The college success skill class, the main theme of it was how to get information into your long-term memory. And that is what learning is all about. Because if you're sitting in class and someone teaches you something and you don't remember it, you're not learning anything. And if you have complex PTSD, and I would assume this would go along with ADD or ADHD, the key problem is that your mind is distracted and you can't get info into your long-term memory. I remember when I took the SAT in my senior year of high school, I was really bad at it. It was a horrible score. And I recently read that youth, young people who have ADD or ADHD, they also don't do well on the SAT at all. So there's a connection. The other medication I was on later in my 20s and into my 30s off and on was Lexapro, which is also called Escitalopram. This one made me feel like I was high as a kite and it had sexual side effects. Did it help at all? I would say no. And again, I'm not bashing medication for mental health. I'm just sharing what I experienced. Maybe Lexapro helps lots of people. The other thing I wanted to mention, making the long story short, 
in relation to the show that I was watching about this grade school kid with ADDD and possibly going to be given medication, the one medication they talked about I looked up on the internet and it had a lot of side effects. It was just approved in the United States in 2021, this year, after having been used in Europe for several years. I'm not going to mention the name of the medication since I have never taken it, and I will never take it because it's specifically for youth around age 8 to 16. So since I've never used it, I'm not going to talk about it. Could it help a kid with ADD? Maybe. But my personal opinion is we need to invest more in lifestyle changes and how we teach our youth. Besides teaching our youth about things like I learned in college success skills, and in, by the way, in that class, uh, we primarily learn how to read math and science books differently by always reading the intro to each chapter because it explains what you're going to do. That might sound obvious, but some people don't know that. Also, always read your syllabus in detail and put the syllabus dates into your agenda of what you're going to be doing. Also, take notes in class so you can look back and get information into your long-term memory. Usually, if you have bad short-term memory, you won't even remember what the teacher said in class. Try to keep your notebooks for each class separate and labeled so you aren't scrambling through one notebook to find what a teacher said for class. Use post-it notes on pages of each book to summarize what each page was about so when you look back, it's more likely to go into your long-term memory faster. Write a thought journal, which is a two-page paper about the main points of what you just read after reading two chapters of a book. This relates best to history and social study classes. Each class is supposed to be approached differently because they're different styles of classes. This also relates specifically to reading comprehension. I found it interesting that the same kid on the show with ADD, their main issue, besides math, was reading comprehension. And that is one of my biggest struggles too, or it was for years. But after taking a class where I learned about the thought journals and how to write the journal after every two chapters you read and always read the introduction of a book, I really haven't struggled with reading comprehension anymore. We also need to focus on what we eat. This goes into the lifestyle category, like getting plenty of protein. Protein helps calm the mind and helps you focus. I speak from personal experience because I have to drink plenty of protein powder mix for my weight training. If you don't drink plenty of protein, you can't build muscle and you'll just wear out. Also eating foods that help with focus and anxiety which, by the way, are the same foods. For instance, eating plenty of fish, nuts, like walnuts, um, almonds, pecans. Broccoli is one of the best foods you can eat, steamed broccoli. Dark chocolate, leafy greens like spinach or kale, granola, and getting plenty of exercise. The granola bites are probably one of my favorite and easiest to eat. There's particularly one called Purely Elizabeth, it's a granola and blueberry hemp mixture. I will say my weight training was one of the best things I have ever done for my physical and mental health. I recently read where cardio can help people of any age who have ADD or ADHD. It helps one's focus and attention span. And not surprisingly, again, this kid that has ADD on the show, 
um, her parents said that she is obsessed with dancing. She doesn't even take dance classes. She just loves dancing. When she sees certain shows that show dancing, she's in the living room just dancing for the longest time. And that's a form of cardio. I thought, well, that would make sense if dance is cardio and cardio helps an ADD person's attention span. The child's basically, you know, just naturally doing this. So if I myself am just someone who possibly was never diagnosed with ADHD in my youth, I'm just going to start doing more cardio regardless since it has shown to work. I think more investment should be given to music programs too because I recently read that the flute is good for ADD or ADHD because it's easy to progress on the flute. So in relation to kids with ADD or ADHD, they don't get as frustrated when they're trying to learn playing the flute. Also, the piano is good for teaching kids to sit still as they focus on playing. Because kids with hyperactivity or ADD, a lot of times they can't sit still or they're fidgety. So the piano is good for that. If more people invested in these learning strategies and lifestyle changes, I think we would all be better off regardless. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.